<laughs> Slow on the draw. All right. Yeah. What's going on, man? Good morning to everyone who is covered. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If you hate sports car ladies, of deep brothers who talk to talk, mm-hmm. brothers of legacy, Lord mm-hmm. of mercy. Too many shows. All right. Too many shows. <laughs> um, Ra in the building. Good morning, sports car lady Cheryl in the building. Happy holidays, yes indeed. It's about that time. Good morning, Lisa. Blessings to you as well, Deborah. Thank you for coming through. Yes indeed. He okay. missed y'all. Y'all appreciate you coming back, hanging with us. Mama McCory, great morning to you as well. The first mama. We got a great topic here today. Um, Dig into some stuff. Uh, It's going to be amazing, awesome, and stupendous. So, uh, (laughs) and all my podcast people, thank you for rocking with us. Make sure you share, leave a review, rate and review, um, as well as uh, let us know what you think. Really, what what you really think. What you really, really Tell them, tell them why you're mad, son. All right, so <laughs> it's stupid. Crispy alidosis, right? I used to get, get started. Um, I think Terry wanted to share something as well. Yeah, so you know what? Yes, can I? I that would be great if yeah, I could. you can share it. Then we go into the intro. All right. So I want everyone to go ahead and share this. Everybody that's here across whatever platform you're watching us on, please share this out because I want. Um, my moment here, I'm going to do it in, in a couple of minutes, but um, it is a little bit of encouragement to the people that are watching. Because I know that sometimes in life that we get to a place where things get so dark and you don't know which way you're going. Because it, it's like it's like going into a room a dark room, the door closed, no light, and you're trying to bump it. You're trying to feel your way through everything. Um, and at a moment, God is like, God will say, let me open this door. Let, me, let there be light, right? Like in the beginning, let there be light. Right. And when I tell you, this is just a personal testimony for me and my family, that we have gone through so much in the past three, four months, you know, from law stuff, mental health stuff, right. having to move. And let me tell you something. When you just, when at the moment you think that there is nothing else left, God is going to open that door. So this is my encouragement to you that, and everybody that's watching that even though if, if it, if you're still in the dark room, hang on. If you hang up, hang on by that proverbial rope, tie a knot in it and, and, and continue to hang on. Let me tell you what God did now. Okay. God has saw fit for us to be able to move, leave out of Idaho here the next couple of weeks. Not only did he provide for us a place without any struggle. Got me a job. I got a I got a job at a dealership within two minutes of applying. Then turned around yesterday, God said, okay, the truck that you have. Has too many miles on it, so you can't drive that across country. We, we couldn't haul it, but in the back of the U-Haul because it's too heavy. And so God said, "Okay, watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more thing for you. I'm gonna go and give it uh, where you can go to your credit union get your newest car refined wow. from a 26 percent APR to a nine percent. Wow, nice, nice. And then the bank said, "You know what? 
I am going to give you guys the another loan to get another car. Right. So we got another car trade in the old truck, and now we have another another all wheel drive car, which will be needed. So in all of this, I remember when we I remember when we first started, and my wife says, "Baby, we need to move or, or whatever." I said, "Okay, if it's of God, there would not be any, there would not be any uh, barriers." Right. And sure enough, not a one wow. barrier has happened. So I'm just wow. I want to encourage everybody that just hang on, it's coming. If it's, wow. even if if you're in your storm, see, people say people say all the time, you know, um, we are in the same boat. No, we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. Right. Some people are boating are boating in yachts. Some boats. Some people are boating in canoes. It's because and that is the level of faith or where right. we are. What's up, Cole? So, hey, what's up, Cole? Yes, stay indeed. strong. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to brag on God a little bit because he opened the door. Right. And if, you know, if, man, I'm telling you, even though I'm nervous and, and, and God is like, okay, son, I got you. If I did this, I got you. Don't worry. So right. I just want to encourage everyone out there that's listening to hang on. It's coming. Hey, Amen. Hang on. It's coming. It's coming. That's the word of the day. <laughs> we will now stand. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Oh, but that was that was good. That was good. Oh, let's kick this off. We got a lot to talk about. So hang tight. Hold on. Let's get it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to catch good that morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, indeed. Um, yes, cool. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I didn't put these comments up. He sure did it. Yes, indeed. He said with the letter today, he always provides. Yes, indeed. Good morning, Miss Trina. Uh, he said, wait a minute. Blazer. Yes, indeed. Trying to support a little something. Yes, I said yes. that very little in your test yes. broadcast. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, the letter of the day, the letter of the day is P. P as in praise. P as in praise. H as in hold on. You know, so it's just whatever you want. The letter of the day brought to you by the letter P. I wonder when my alarm is going off somewhere in the background. Uh oh, so my alarm going off. All right. Oh, what was about to do? All right. So today we're talking about is our progress real or are we dreaming? Is our progress real or are we dreaming? Um, so what, what I'm speaking specifically of is our progress as African Americans, Black Americans. Mm-hmm. The Negroes, however you want to, whatever label you're trying to, <laughs> we're riding with this year. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, are we progressing or are we dreaming? Um, I've heard a lot. Oh, shoot. Um, hold on. Let me drop these bars real quick. Yo. Sweat um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the, the thing is, um, we have to, like, Based on where we were, and, and for me, I would say going back as far, just as far as like from the 60s and 70s, you know, uh, to now, um, do you feel like we've made progress or are we in the same space? 
Um, look who just stepped in the room. Let's give him a second. Kablow. All right. What's up, Pastor? Good morning. Right on time. So, Pastor Big Mac. Good morning. Let's try it and crack in the syrup. He loves when I call him that. He laughs at it every time. Pastor Big Mac. Okay. Oh. So, you know, do you feel like we've made any progress in our in our struggle? Have things at least are are things a little different? You know, economically, socially. Um, I mean, I guess those are the two biggest. You know, economically and socially. Now, I will say, um, it's funny the jokes about the cops and the abuse are still relevant. Like you listen yeah. to Rich Pryor or a Red Fox, you know, make certain comments. You're like, wow, that those jokes are still unfortunately relevant like i you know they still make sense you know it's not like a passing thing it's not a used to use not a back in the day thing it's still a constant um it's it's cole says and now it's time to mellow out the right this woo jazz tone of the brothers of legacy that's all me over here yeah yeah okay big mac Um, and small fries good morning faster Hey brothers, Mama Moses. Good morning. Enjoyed the wives yesterday. This is a radio show. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Morning, Cole. So, so who's we? We, as in Black Americans, African Americans, the Negroes, um, whichever label we rocking with, uh, those that are that are here in the the Americas. That's just specifically to this country. Uh, The Black community seem to have almost, in a forced way, been together and united as a people. Until MLK's death. Okay. Do you feel like do we what's up, Dwayne? Good morning. Good morning. Everybody's in the room right at the right time. Hold yeah. it. All right. Um like let's see, you guys are gonna be on the radio show, music, guests, singers, preachers. <laughs> now nah, we don't need the music. Hey, we can get into the same <laughs> if we can get to the same room. Well, Moses, you might have, might be on to something. <laughs> right. like, you know, Maybe I a little music, but you know, sometimes I I rather hear talk. Um, yeah. Love you too, man. The music. Love you too. Um, so, what do you guys feel like? So, let's let's talk about unity, right? Do you feel like there was more unity? I mean, we could always look back and 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 it seems like there was more unity because. The way history shows things in pockets, you know, it will look like that. Just like 30 years from now, you know, my kids or my kids' kids will be looking back and looking at the protests like, wow, you guys were really unified <laughs> back in the day, you know, because of what they what the pictures and, and the, 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 the coming together and the protests and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it, I is think it that true? The picture that they will see, but they, you know. They won't see a picture of black folks out there. They'll see a picture of a diverse group of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The difference between today and in the 60s is it's a diverse group of people. Yeah. Like then it was all black and might be maybe too white to every crowd. Right. Yeah. yeah now there's always, like, there's always now it looks like salt and pepper. Right. <laughs> right. Next. Right. You know, if you ask me, I think that there is um, the progression to a degree is real because like pastors alluded to, you know, back in the sixties, it was just us. Right. You know, and, and now, you know, you got a more diverse group. So as far as uh, to a degree is because now we're getting the other side in on what, and there are a lot of, um, of that diverse group that's now saying, okay, 
maybe there is an issue. So there is some progress happening. I don't, I don't think it's substantial to the point where it is, man. It is substantial. Uh, to yeah, you. It I, really is because you have today. You have all white groups. Yeah, standing on platforms, mm-hmm. speaking on behalf of the uh, oppression. Yeah, great. Yeah, right. You know, and there was a time you would only see them sprinkled in with mm-hmm. us, but now they're out on the on the forefront. Yeah, they've got the microphone in their hands. There are people yeah. out there that are doing that. You know, yeah. one race is founded so, by. So you saying? So you saying their their call the action has increased as opposed to just having a sentiment that yeah, you guys are being done wrong. The, right. the ones that are right. actually saying no, no, yeah. Because I, I was I was trying to I was trying to um yeah yeah when, as you were talking because I to to it's hard for me to see progression and when you explain it that way I see progression because I've always said that slaves would have never been freed if it wasn't if it, black people wanting to free be free wasn't enough. Right. You you needed some you needed some white dollars and some white help along the way as well, and they had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might have been a significant portion of the population. I just think that at that time, as long as it was underground and nobody knew about it, I'm okay with it. Um, and now the portion, it, it's almost like the veil has been pulled back. Because mm-hmm. you still you still got the support, but instead of being the silent support, it's like I'm gonna be out front with my support now. Because yeah. before it was okay, I got a seller here. Here's some food. Here's some direction. Okay, go to this farm when you get there. This lawyer will take care of this. And now it's like no, this is my platform, and that's yes, mm-hmm. and we're not standing for it. So I I think that the progression at least from my perspective the, the progression has been it's not good enough just to think and feel away but we got to be out there as well and and that i i wholeheartedly agree it it has gotten um that that part has has become a bigger visible thing than before um and i and i think that's happened progressively um since the inception um, yeah. you, you do have a core of people that don't look at the color of a thing more than the the right and wrong of a thing and and i think um i, I don't know why but it, it's definitely progressed from say the 1860s where the underground railroad was the was the key to yeah. the 1900s where you had people that was like you know what just having a house isn't good enough anymore let me get on this bus with my brothers and get a dog um and yeah. <laughs> their holes too so now they're like let us burn some stuff down too yeah well i, I think that uh let's talk money one-on-one good to see you brother i don't you said look at my brother from atlanta there's three of us there's three of us in there well, three of <laughs> I, i'm i'm in idaho I'm not hold, sure. on, hold on no no that that is that is four of us right so let's talk money man you kind of you, you need to put an s on the end of that sir it's singular <laughs> it's not singular it's plural <laughs> it was, it was um, but i was gonna say you know, I, I think when you say, I'm, I'm going back to something that you said, 
Morning, fellas. You said it's hard to see progression. It's it's not, and, and I agree with what you're saying. I understand that the premise uh, that makes mm-hmm. that drives that statement mm-hmm. because you see the struggle, and you right. still see the struggle. No matter how much progression, there's still a great struggle. And I think what happens is we we lose sight of how deeply rooted the oppression has been. Mm-hmm. That makes oh, sense. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. when, you, oh, when you misunderstand how deeply rooted the, the oppression has been, it causes us to uh, reduce the value or not see the real value of the progression. Right. Right? There was a time that if you were caught in an interracial relationship, it cost you your life. Yeah. Right. Now you can't turn the TV on without seeing it in commercials. Right. Absolutely. So that's progression. I'm not trying to push interracial relationships, but what I'm saying is they're intentionally pushing and promoting diversity. Right. Right. So, So that's huge because there was a time we couldn't even get on the TV. Right. We couldn't do that. Yeah. And when it was on the TV, it was no positive images. Right. Right. Unless you were second and jobbing. There was so right I, I also want to make sure to what AD, because AD, the way that his mind works is he breaks this up in blocks, in chapters. Yes. You know, progression <laughs> in know. this area. <laughs> right. right. We can see that in interracial right. relationships and all of that. And, 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 right. and yeah. we're not the only ones out there on the streets and everything. Right. But really somebody else, I think it was Cole, who talked about the, the inner community. Right. What's it doing? That progression. <laughs> right. And what does that progression really look like? Right. And, and what do I mean by that? I'll give you an example. Uh, one example is raising a son, a young black boy to a man, mm-hmm. quote unquote man. Mm-hmm. And yet he does not stand on his own two feet. He continues to, to pull off his mama pull off his aunties, uncles, pull off his grandma or whatever, because he right. can't seem to get his act together. Right. Right. And and it's prevalent in our society. Right. Personally, I had this thought and I just had this thought this morning. And I didn't even know what we were talking about today. Uh, you know, you, you get a phone call from somebody in your family and they and they want some help. Right. Right. And you say, ah, OK, cool. You get, they get you get the call at the last minute. Hey, I need some help, but I need it today. Right. <laughs> You know, you knew two weeks ago that this was coming. Yeah. Right. 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 You've been got that notice. Yeah. And and so what I personally for me, people said, man, you work so hard. Yeah. You know why I work hard? Because I saw my mother work hard as a single parent raising right. four sons. How dare me right. be a burden on her at 40 like I was at four. Right. 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 You hey, understand Terry, what I'm saying? Get one of them bombs, Terry. Thank, thank God for mama. But yeah, I feel you. <laughs> So, I, you know, I, I can look at racial relations and talk about the progression, but then I want to look internally and ask ourselves, how have we progressed? You know, are we raising boys to men? Are we raising uh, young girls to women? Are we doing what? What does that progression look like? And I know that a lot of people have success stories, but too many of us 
are lacking in those types of success stories because we got grown men still depending on their mothers. We got grown women who still haven't figured out what a real man looks like. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me hit some of these comments. Um, and then, Terry, I know you were sharing uh, a different perspective. Uh, Trina says, our organization is on board for political correctness because 50% of individuals voted for the racist clowns. Uh, <laughs> Ashley said the oppression is mental. mental. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, said, I, I read that. Dwayne, I guess Mr. Dwayne, but appreciate it. I knew you, that because nobody else said that they knew you. So I right, right. <laughs> right, color of one skin should have no barriers in relationship and marriage. It's lack of ownership or personal responsibility. And good morning. Hey, v, I invited her. I invited her through Messenger. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh. I, want, I want to go back to something real quick. That pastor said, and then uh, we'll leave alone. I mean, one for the I'm interracial relationship. <laughs> for the interracial uh, relationship piece, I did have a thing for Spanish girls for a short period of time. I don't know why. I just because you live in Miami. It was a That's thing. Why. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. I, yeah. I, you know, but shout out to that. That's all I got to say on that. One, two, <laughs> on, on, like going back. And I'm, I'm not that old, so I had to do research. I had to look at stuff. I had to talk to old. I love talking to old men. Oh, that's why me and Pass get along so well. But <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what it is, I think we. Oh man, yeah, that sounded shady. My, my fault. You know what I'm saying? We we click though. But um, when you look back in the days, um, Martin Luther King was the uh, what was not the SNCC, but with the other one, the um, the conference that they had that John Lewis, uh, the Christian, the Southern leader. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they That's say from, from what the research, I, the research I do that it was truly southern. They say Chicago, up north, Virginia, on board. Like they say, they didn't like Dr. King. They say he really wasn't liked and accepted until after he was dead. So, right. like even back in the days, things that we see as more like they was together. They was nah. They really weren't together and didn't agree with all that in the first place. So stuff ain't always what it what it seemed, you know. Right. Um, right. But if if I had to live in a time, I would choose this time. I feel we have progressed more yeah. than then. Are police still killing us? Yes. Are we, we even seeing lynching still happening? Yes, but I'm just saying I would I would I would choose this time again. Yeah. Uh, if it, if it was up to me, because right. the progression that we made to this point is to me more, not more comfortable, but just more progressive. Let's just leave it at progressive, more progressive. Than the times past, yeah. um, so this is where I would choose to be. But just looking back, even on Kingdom, everything wasn't always together. You know, right. people when ask, you know, now I do like them old school preachers. Like a lot of them was seminary trained, and I don't know, like kind of more serious about the job. I think the church was. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. The church always been divided. We always had something going on, but uh, it seemed like we moved a little, a little bit more yeah. in one voice than we do now. Um, yeah. but we still have challenges there. But I mean, it, I still would choose this time though. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, but just okay, my interracial relationship was that your lady? What's that? I had, I had a different perspective, not interracial, but just no, no, no. Oh. On, um, oh, you, saying, you started, the pastor jumped in. You were saying, oh. um, as far as our progress, you were saying, you oh, yeah, we did. because yeah. like you said, and I, I totally agree because I still get those looks out here, and I know that uh, when, when he said. That back in the day you could not do that. That that's yeah. death, right? Right. And so I still to this day in 2020 
get that look from people. Well, it it, it, it kind of goes to what he, what he said just now. Remember, he said, I had a thing for Spanish women, and I don't know why. Because you live in South Florida with Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Panamanians, Bolivians, uh, yeah. I mean, you name it. They, yeah. they there. They do. So, Love Havana. Um, so he's, um, and when I, I was watching the orange and the blue black, and, and, it, yeah. and it almost came back. I don't know that girl's name, the Spanish girl on there. Yeah, the um, one that got the, 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 the prison guard fired. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, but like, but like Terry, you got to realize where you are. You you in militia country. Like there, there's there's legitimate threats against the U.S. government in the state that you live in. Oh, trust so, me. Yeah. So I have I listen. I have a whole you. I have an unspoken level of respect for for Terry mm-hmm. because you are living your life and you are behind enemy lines. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely right. true. So, and he lives on the edge for real. Yeah. Do you? How did your yeah, wife yeah. feel about it? Do, do you? Does she catch the looks, or is that something you just see? Um, she caught it a couple of times because don't she ride? My wife is the miniature version of First Lady Christophe. Okay. When it, when it comes to me, she riding. Thanks, cool. And so she's always. What she say? Look, what you know, so it's always um, that kind, it, you know. And was talking about being behind enemy lines. I was watching, um, you know, they had the Proud Boys invaded DC uh, this past weekend, and a lot of the jackets, and a lot of the jackets that these young men were wearing, the Proud Boys, they were from East Idaho. Yeah, the jackets it said East Idaho, and I looked, and I was like, "Ooh, I really am," you know. Behind, yeah, you in here. But for about three years, though, I was oblivious to being behind enemy lines. I knew, it was, I knew it was crazy, but I didn't really know, you know. Yeah. And so, until the how last, long ago you said until about what? So about for about a year and a half ago, I realized I'm I'm really behind enemy lines. I'm really behind this thing. How'd y'all turn out in the election? Uh, red, okay, red, red. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was a blue spot it's, in Idaho. It's Idaho the might have won 75 percent of the vote there yeah yeah i think it was pretty i think um it was trump and it was kanye if i could be honest with you they went kanye kanye. got more votes got than Biden out of her wow yeah. we got we got some progress <laughs> kanye in the building <laughs> but, but if, I, if somebody voted for kanye please call in i just want to know i just want to talk with you like <laughs> i promise i ain't gonna, like no judgment but i'm just like what was the real thought was it like one of your favorite albums it was like like you don't like high school, like high school dropout man like what was it oh yeah. like let's just talk i'm just curious like i, I and i, I try my hardest not to judge you I talked to um I did talk to someone you know during my rise I picked someone up and a um she, young lady she was she was like she she asked me who I was voting for mm-hmm. and she told me she was voting for Trump and okay. then she was like either Trump and then she said or Kanye and I was like I almost stopped the ride like, wait hold on we about to have a chat <laughs> you know like, really? I kind of get like, Trump because he's in office he did his thing and you don't and I was like but Kanye <laughs> you yeah. know so yeah I mean her thing was she was just she was just more anti. Biden than anything. anything. Like okay. she Man, never I really gave a, a big explanation of why Kanye. She just was like, eh, I'm on the fence. I'm gonna choose. Like a, you know, a rebellious then, kind of pick, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. And in my mind, mean, I was like, I'm gonna just you to Kanye because then. Yeah, I'm sorry. Then remember Jesse Jackson. 
Yeah. Are you, you mean the same Jesse Jackson that said he spit in every white person um, tea he ever made when he was a, a waiter in South Carolina? I'm, that I'm Jesse sorry. Jackson? I'm sorry. What? Oh yeah. When, when when Jesse was running for president, Jesse revealed. I don't know if it was before or after. It was early '80s. Jesse revealed that he had spit in every white person tea he had served um, while he was a waiter um, during high school. Jesse. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> that's why he didn't make it. That's why he didn't get past. He did but I, 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 didn't even get past the primaries, right? He didn't even. No, I don't think so. What was the hype around Jesse though? Like we believed, right? Like was I can't remember yeah. like the feeling. You was are it somebody. Like, you are he somebody. He was yeah, really going to do it. Was it yeah. reminiscent of Obama? Like, or was it's, it like he's, <laughs> it won't that it won't that be? It, it might have been that in the black community, but not in America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he was hype, and then he was connected. I think to, because he was connected to Martin Luther King, I, you yeah. know, I, I, that's what it seemed like. I was younger, so I don't really know, you know, everything yeah. that around that. But it just, let's, let's ask the old man. Let's ask the old man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> surely he knows. <laughs> was, the, was the hype real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you guys before. Anybody that walked with Martin Luther King that was a leader that still alive today was never a threat. Right. Why that? Because they're still alive today. Because they're still alive today. Exactly. That's not hard to follow <laughs> nuggets right there. But... Yeah. Can you drop one of those? Because that just that's that's one of them artificial <laughs> mm. <laughs> they messed me up. All right. Wow. Um, does, sure. does, that that oh. line does that line of thinking solidify JFK to you as a game changer, as a real deal, or that's just kind of a nominal? Anyone that was a real threat was gotten rid of. Period. Yeah. True. If, if you survived the sixties, you were never a threat. Mm. Never. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody thinking about folk right now. Let that yeah, marinate. Like, I think. I wanted to see what Newton was. Um, he eventually became a crackhead and got killed over dope. Uh, right. Allegedly, right. Um, over dope. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, wow. Yeah, I would like to see. I mean, and I mean, I wish everybody would live, but. I'm curious. I want to make what, it clear. This this does not uh, take away from their efforts. Right. Right. Oh right. yeah. No. No. I hear you. Right. I hear I'm you. not speaking negatively about anybody. I'm just no. saying that if you if you were there when King was there, right, and you survived that era, right, no one was ever worried about you. Right. Yeah. Because the head. The head. Yeah. He just now I'll have to ask you to take another look at Louis Farrakhan. That's what Cole just—he just commented the same thing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I'm uh, I'm on the fence with Farrakhan, man. Like, I don't know. I, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, <laughs> I listen. I don't listen, have an opinion I, about Farrakhan yeah. with you guys. I, think, I think he's a blowhard. Listen, That's what I, I think that. Hey, um, I, this is what I will say to you. This is what I'll say. When I was in Los Angeles, whenever we had a major event. At First Amy Church. First Amy Church had 17,000 members. So whenever there was a political candidate running for office, you came to you, you did not run for office and not come to First Amy and talk to Dr. Cecil L. Chip Murray. Just didn't happen. 
And then you bring in the Metro Police. Now, this was an AME church. They would call in the nation to help with security. Right. Right. It's AME church, but the pastor had a great relationship with the local leader of the nation in Los Angeles. And they would bring in the nation and they'd surround the block along with Metro. Right. Now, I thought that was huge. I thought it was huge. And I was having a conversation with Pastor Murray one day. I said, Pastor Murray, why do you call the nation in? I said, uh, you are that confident in their ability to protect? He said, no, I'm that confident in their ability to distract. Mm. Mm. I was like, wow. Mm. He says, because they're not carrying weapons. They just look regimented. They look well put together. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Just the, they got the yeah. look. Of, wow. They get them boys oh. getting them. That's probably. Oh man. And that's wow. and he went on. He went in to tell me that you know he says you know the scripture says having a form of godliness but denying the power. There are a lot of people who look really really good. They look really good at what they do. They look well put mm-hmm. together. Right. He said, but you begin to peel that onion back. You know. When you see people who sleep with multiple women, they have discipline in one area and they lack discipline in other areas. The I question is, do they have the discipline in the right place to help you move forward? That's the question. That's why you can get a whole lot of people in a room and still not make a move. Look at how many people you have in a room, how many people you can bring together. You can bring that many people together, but you ain't made a move. Right. Right. He, he now, I'm not mind. trying to come down on anybody. Right. But you you say one thing, but you showing something else because you spend 30 years threatening people and zero time actually making a move. Yeah. On the fence. Oh, this this show just took a, a turn. <laughs> and, um, no, I mean that's, that's and the turn that it took. This was a reality that I don't think I've ever in life, and I'm and I I like to think of myself as a student of history, like real talk, like a serious student of history. But I've never had that perspective ever. Oh, I I, I think I've had it for the last year or so. Um, when he dropped, when Pastor just said it, I've I've been kind of looking at those at at that level at certain levels and been, you know holding a certain level you know <clears throat> population captive with their words mm-hmm. where where what they speak you know should make transition but it, it, and I and I question it I always ask like you know you have such you know one with what what they say about Malcolm one man shouldn't have so much power like yeah. you have the ability to, to really shift something but you don't see a shift and I always just question like why why you know why is it? So, so, Why so, so, my question is this: Then, one, does that? And I hope this don't. I hope I ask this right. Like, oh no, okay. Well, but a better question is this: What qualifies you to be assassinated? What, what? Not by definition of assassination, political figure. I mean, like, why King and not John Lewis? Because of what? And if, and whatever that thing is, that qualifier that says, okay, we got to kill this person. Right. Does it also apply to things? Does it? Does it apply to everybody? Did, I, did did Martin Luther King have to be killed just like Hitler had to be killed? And is it under the same qualification? I think um 
I think it's it's when you start right, disrupting disrupting the system and making people uncomfortable. Either yeah. way, when you start when because when I do it personally, like if I start here, you know, you know, disrupting the system and making it uncomfortable. You know, right now my my impact is is not huge, but when the numbers you know here go from like no zeros to like eight zeros, and then I start saying these same things, and folks start like, you know what? My brother says something. I'm gonna do something today, yeah. you know. And the shift begins to happen. And of course, there's those that are watching that start calling the people like, "Yo, this dude is uh, changing things," you know, on from a different space, you know. Right. And I'm not working within the system. I think right. that's when that disruptor, you know, people start eyeballing. You know, my phone is hacked. <laughs> you know, they're watching, yeah. listening to every call, every person. What is this dude doing? You know, they're watching every move. And then eventually, you know, I I believe once, you know, if I'm really making change outside of the system, you know, and I'm making people uncomfortable, disrupting money, because that's the biggest thing. Once you start disrupting folks money. Oh, yeah. That's when they get a real threat. That's my opinion. It's tricky. That's how I look. You know, said something. Uh Oh, hold on. Go down. Yeah. Uh, I've seen those always saying something. What do you say? <laughs> says in the coin <laughs> deal, bro, that there will be no black, black messiah. I thought that somewhere. He said, okay. oh, he also said something else. Okay, hold on. Let me go back up. I missed some house, you know, uh, comments. What's up, house, you know? Great morning to you. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Okay, then I'll go everybody rocking with us today. It's oh, can't say he hasn't made move, have to know the nation. I feel right. And that's a great, great point. And I'm glad you said that. Can't say he hasn't made moves. You have to know the notion. The reality is when you've really made moves, people who don't know you know you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You shouldn't have to be in the nation or know the nation to recognize whether or not he's made moves. Thank you, brother. <laughs> thank, thank you for your comment. <laughs> why does Dwayne have on the mask? Did I miss something? Oh, yeah. He knows in the building. That's why. Oh, let's <laughs> You think the nation comes. There's a lot of professional fakers. Uh, yes. Okay, we got that. He's influence. Uh, you are a great student of history, Dwayne, and the great aspect about studying history is combining minds with others who have different perspectives. It broadens your understanding. Yeah, uh, you make people question the norm, says in the comment below, there will be no Black Messiah. Your media attention. Cole says, if you are considered to be a person who can unify people that can, that then you have had to be neutralized, at least yeah. back okay. in the 60s. Um, yeah. Okay. So divided, okay. they conquer. He said, wait up, bro. Hope you lost your mask. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the reason why I did it. That's Breaking down strongholds. <laughs> oh, rip Periscope. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I think it's hype and they open it up Twitter. It's that's, I, I, I'm convinced. <laughs> Fred Hampton is a prime example. He was just a charismatic as Malcolm X and mobilizing people. Then, thank you, Halcino, counter, <laughs> counter to pro aided in the assassinated him, assassinating him December 3rd, 1969. All right. I'm not a nation member. I know some moves y'all have yet to mention. I integrated into Twitter Live. Yes, indeed. It'll be integrated into hey, Twitter can, Live. Can I, hey, Halcino, brother, where are you from? Um, can you type where you from? I just, from I just DC. He's DC. I've been watching DC. him. I got my FBI on him. DC. 
and the only reason I asked that question is because of this. Oh, Alexandria, my bad. I apologize. Oh, he's from California. Okay, but I know you, you know you in the. Oh, and, he's and, 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 and here's the and here's the reason that I asked the question. Or DMV, because yeah. just on region alone, not anybody knowing anything. If you're from the South, chances are you have a better understanding of Ma- uh, Martin Luther King Jr. than you ever will of Malcolm X because of Christian roots and Southern values going hand in hand. Vice versa, if you're from New York, if you're from the Northeast, the Mid-Atlantic to the Northeast or the Bay Area in California, chances are you're you're going to Malcolm X is going to resonate with you a little more because of the area that you grew up in. And to this day, it's a sad thing because I, I, I didn't have a comprehensive understanding of who Malcolm X actually was until I was an adult. I, I used to rock a hat with an X on it when I was in high school, only, only because my cousin from New York was was rocking the the X hats with the medallion. It was the nineties, yeah. That, and that, that's, and that's the only reason I knew. And, and then I started having conversations, and um, they they spoke to they spoke to people's perspective, and they spoke to people where they were. So when Malcolm, when when Martin Luther King Jr. The reason why he was the person he was because he was already influencing. I mean, they called him to be a part of. He wasn't the he wasn't the the, the most well versed. He wasn't the most handsome. He wasn't the biggest. Um, he wasn't the smartest. But he was the one person who can galvanize that entire movement in Alabama, unlike anybody else. And, and then when you talk about that same pizzazz, that same um, integrity. Um, Malcolm X. I remember. I was. I remember reading um, FBI transcripts of of some of the telling um, or wiretaps that they had on Martin um, Malcolm X. And I remember one of the the FBI um, notes was that compared to Martin Luther King Jr., um, Malcolm X was a Boy Scout. Oh, and, oh, see, yeah, and dirty laundry though. <laughs> What's that? Why are you putting his laundry out there like that though? No, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying it's, it's perspective. Yeah. Like, cause we we look famous scene. We all we we all um, the barbershop. Right. You better not say that. No, it was it was it coming to America? Dark no, Martin Luther King. You better not say that. Yeah, Martin Luther King. I see Martin Luther King. I want He punched me in the face. I don't know how old you are, King? King said, I'm five. Nah, you ain't never met no Dr. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, you put the I'm with you too. I cried too. I knew, you know, you know it's coming, but when yeah. it happened, I just was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's almost like it's hoping for another ending, but you just knew it was coming, right? You know, yeah. like, and, and, and I, uh, Pastor still got me on these assassinations, and he got me thinking too, like, if you if you consider the game changer. And you disrupt as the AD's uh, definition, and you got to go. It makes me wonder who ordered the assassination. So, whose presence did Martin Luther King's disrupt? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and with Malcolm X, that got me even more curious. So, you a game changer? You uproot things? So, the nation killed you, or America killed you? Like, like who was more threatened, and why was that person more threatened? You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it it begs more questions. You know. 
Say oh, Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Say Edgar Hoover hated everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Martin Luther King pulled at he Martin Luther King pulled at the heartstring of America. Yeah. All right. That's real. real point. You know. All right. Hold on. I got I got one more thing I want to throw in here. Man, time be flying. We need like two hours. Oh, that's what I was saying. When she said a radio show with music, we can't do music. <laughs> we're gonna barely we're gonna barely get any ads in. All right. Oh, so let me ask this question, let you guys think about this, right? Um, and I thought about this because I keep hearing it come up. Would Black Wall Street still be here had it not been destroyed? No. Yeah, that's a tough one. No. no. It, it, well, it would have been relocated. Maybe it wouldn't have been right in Tulsa, but I it, mean, it like, wouldn't I, be. It wouldn't be Black Wall Street, right? We would have sold. We would have sold it. Would have been Yeah, yeah. yeah it would just been Wall Street. So, right. so uh, bit by bit. Wall yeah, you got to remember. You have, you have to remember that, and I think I said this yesterday that some would question whether or not America is a country versus a business. Because in the 20s, America was purchased by billionaires. Okay. The DuPonts, you know. Right. Uh, Morgans, Rockefellers. Rockefellers. Right, right. right. So you have to think about that. So, so that Rockefeller? Okay, no. If you, know, if you know that the foundation of our financial banking system is private, right. then you know that a person controls the flow of money, not a system. So I control who makes money and who doesn't. Interesting. Yeah. I know that's like what what do you mean? What, what do you mean? When it comes to when it comes to making decisions and, and investments on Wall Street, mm-hmm. do you watch the market or do you listen to people? Do people right. give you guidance? Right. True. That's true. Right. Speculation. I, I I agree for different reasons. I, I agree with what Pastor's saying, but I agree for different reasons. And how Sino, this is what I mean um, when, when I say it. Have you guys ever heard of um, the assembly line? The who? The assembly the line. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, 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 um, who gets credit for that? Ford, uh, right? Ford, Henry Ford. Henry Detroit. Ford, right? Yeah. You, you know who one of Henry Ford's best friends was? Because he was an extremely smart person and had like... 75 patents that or inventions that he doesn't get credit for. Carver? George Washington Carver. The same man that they cut his nuts off, excuse my language. Oh, wow. Because they didn't want him to procreate with all the white women that were around because he was an extremely brilliant man and um, and he was around in, in those circles. So what they did was one, it changed his, his the octave in his voice and it made him less threatening and then he couldn't procreate with the people oh, that he was, yeah. So, so that's just one example. I'm, I'm learning today. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew about the peanut butter and jelly, yeah, but I didn't. But <laughs> oh no, 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 no. His, no the George other ones Washington, I didn't know about. Okay. George Washington Culver um, is probably credit credited historically with over 150 yeah. inventions. Yeah, that right. Is, that and, and that's just the ones he's credited, not the ones that they they said other people got from him. Yeah, um, v, yeah, that's why that's why his his voice is so loud because so high. If you listen to a, a recording of him, he sounds like a a, a twelve year old before pu- puberty. Yeah, you know what? You can make me Google. No, absolutely. So all, all I'm saying is that there's a lot of things that that have America has been benefited from 
that the people who are getting paid from it, the people who are prospering from it are so far removed from the person who actually did it, that it's sickening that it, that it exists and that we haven't gone back and write and and righted those wrongs. Tell, Tell me how, how does Eli Whitney get credit for the cotton gin? He ain't picking no cotton. You think he cares about how long right. it takes Ephraim and AD and Terry and Dwayne to pick cotton? <laughs> I would have been in the field. Right. right. So it was the people, it was the ones, it was the ones that that wanted to. How can I make this work smarter, not harder? How can I make right. this happen? Oh, let me go over here and create something to make this easier. But right. that that's not this, the story this goes all the way back to the children of Israel and, and making stones, right? right? They had a quota. And whether or not they had all the materials, they still had the quota. They had to figure out how to make those bri- those bricks faster. They, they had to do it. And so it's the same thing in slavery. You had to figure out how to do this without killing yourself because they're not going to cut the quota for you. They'll yeah. just cut you. Right. Real quick, though, can I um, play this this uh, this soundbite of George Washington Carver's voice? I have never I've never heard it. Sure. Never heard it. Let me, let me, uh... George Washington Carver's experiments with the payment have been of enormous value to Southern agriculture. Dr. Carver is right here in the studio with me, and we'll let him tell his own story. Dr. Carver. Thank you, Mr. Hebrella. And it's quite an experience to sit back and have your life story acted out for you. Oh, but it's a life story with a lot more chapters yet to be written, Dr. Carver. I certainly hope so, Mr. Habrella. But I'm not that, as young as I once was. That sounds like an old I was white woman. I in right. the 70s on my last birthday. I'm like, wow, wow, really? Right. Yeah, no, okay, 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 okay. So let me let me jump back to Wall Street and let me jump back to the original. So progress, yes, we've made some progress, right? But mm-hmm. somebody can equally say they pushing back on us. Maybe, maybe they just not. They maybe they systematically cutting our nuts off now. You see what I'm saying? Wow, they yeah. might not be able to just do it physically like they did back in the day. Maybe that's on the lower cases. But like, if you if you take away my ability to earn, make money, and provide for my family in the way that you do, maybe you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and then on the Wall Street, I'm kind of with passive. But but my question is this though: If it would allow, if it would, if we would have had a chance, what was what was that Wall Street 1921, 22, something like that? Yeah, right there. So if we would have been able to have that for twenty more I, years, thirty more I, years, fifty more years, like would we have been able to raise a family that better understood generational wealth and entrepreneurship, and maybe it would have been around? Possibly, but I I believe I believe it would have. My my reasoning is, I believe it would have been gone because of. Uh, like desegregation to me, that's how I look at it. Like with the, with the businesses, you know, segregating into other businesses and everyone taking their money to what they feel is a better place. Um, yeah. And a lot of cities suffered that, um, you know, I don't think anyone's as strong as black wall street, but go ahead, pastor. I think what you have to realize, so a couple of things happened. You see the timeline for black wall street, right? And then you see what came later. It was around 1927 when America was purchased, taken over by billionaires, the five families. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what was the effort for? It was to make sure that something like Black Wall Street never happened again. Right. So the question is, the question is, uh, could we have still 
put that <clears throat> level of information into the hearts and minds of our children of the next generation to make things happen. Absolutely. How many on this panel, how many out there know who John Hope Bryant is? I've heard the name. You've heard the name? I've heard the name. You ever heard of Operation Hope? Yes. Yeah. So the founder and creator of Operation Hope is a black man, John Hope Bryant, who was born in, I think, Compton, California in 1966. And mm. I met this brother. And he, I'll never forget when I got out of the military in, in 1990, I met him and no Operation Hope wasn't even a thing. It was a thought. He had, he had already established it, but it hadn't gone anywhere yet. Right. Uh, and he tells the story about how he was uh, sleeping in his car. He was homeless and sleeping in his car. Mm. And today that same brother was uh, one of the financial advisors of uh, Bill Clinton, right? Wow. right? Uh, the uh, Operation Hope is one of the largest non-for-profit financial institutions on the planet. The on the planet. It's a black bank. That's crazy. And, and the, the entire effort is to empower communities, to get right. people off their feet, to get people off welfare, to get people's businesses off the ground. Right. I'm talking... Billions of dollars. He travels across the world. And I'm talking about a brother who start who started out homeless, living in his car. Right. Right. And and, and is a multi-billionaire and, and has funneled billions of dollars into communities. And right. and most people don't even know who he is. But but that's the America I'm trying to buy into, though. Yeah. Sleeping in right. the car, becoming a billionaire, helping somebody else get on. And saying, anybody can do it. But think about it. Think about it. He's doing all this and you don't know him. Right. How right. successful would he be if everybody knew who he was? Mm-hmm. Right. True. Right. True. Well, I, I think I think um, we're, we're in a place now where we're poised to, to be in a better place and a better position to make. I mean, because you when you look at Atlanta, right? Atlanta's probably the closest thing in America to Black Wall Street. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I think the timing of Black, the reason why I don't think it would have worked was the timing. You, you got to remember, we're less than 60 years out of um, slavery at that moment. Right. And it ha- but it, it happened, though. No, no, no. But, but here, here, no, I'm not talking about the part that it happened because that's not accident. Right. That's not accident. Who, who we were and who we've been in this country and, and to this country and for this country. If you take away us, this country is never would never be a superpower. And and I would I, I would I would put my life on the line if anybody tried to argue that point. This country would not be America the way it is right now without without the slaves who were involved from the inception. And every contribution that came from us. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so so I'm talking about um, blood transfusions. I'm talking about I'm talking about air conditioners. I'm talking about um, cell phone technology. I'm talking about helicopters. These are just a handful of the things that came from us, right? Um, let alone like eight percent of the capital that the companies produce from. 1621 
until 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't you, America wouldn't be America without us. Absolutely. Now you go 55 years after slavery, and the rest of America starts to see. Wait a minute, these ain't just some some dumb coons no more. Wait a minute, they they, they know more than just how to dig a hole and and cut a tree down and and do what masters say. Hold on, this is really dangerous. So that's why I, I, I tend to agree with Pastor when when he says he doesn't think it would happen because at that point, like I know poor white people today whose calling card is still I'm not black. Right. I might be poor and ain't got nothing to live in a trailer that I can walk at any point in time and fall through the floor, but at least I'm not black. Not black, though. Those are more of the people that causes problems than people who actually got money and could be like, I ain't giving you no home loan. Cause they ain't going to come out and burn your house down. They're not going to drop dynamite from an airplane like the sheriff's department did in Tulsa. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I but, just think the timing but, was at that point in time in our country. If, if they would have gave us that, if, if that, if that would have been allowed, you got to think, even though none of them was as big as, as, um, Tulsa, we we've had the Greensboro's and we had the Durham, North Carolina. Those were um, black economic strong suits um, in the black community in America in the American community for a while. But right. even th- even those things were stripped out. They were systematically stripped out. So right. one you you got bombed and burned, and then the other stuff was systematically removed. But, but you got you, you got you got the, the institutions. I mean, like we talking Tulsa. But I'm just saying, I don't think we can lessen that effect. If you got families, generation, if granddaddy, granddaddy, granddaddy was giving out loans and had businesses, I think that it just makes a a, a reverse effect. It's str- I feel that if the family is strengthened, you get a better society. Now, let's say everybody don't become a millionaire. But right. how about daddy stay at the house and then we don't have as many broken homes? Right. Maybe Absolutely. we just got normal people. So I, I don't know if... Okay, so maybe it was in Tulsa, but it breaks out here just like it's in Atlanta now. But they, right. you know, it, it pops up everywhere, right? But right. like, if, if if we had generation upon generation who knew how to have the have how to eat out in their own community, like the, like the Chinese do now, the Asians do now, um, right. you know, if the dollars stayed with us, if we could fix our own playgrounds, like if they were able to do the things we that they did, if we could just mimic what happened in, right. in Tulsa, um, I right. just think that it would have. Maybe they would have burnt down still. I don't know. I mean, we, we playing God here, but I'm just saying it would have had a lasting effect on us to this day. And that's the 20s. You and I about agree with you. Removed, we would have been, been way stronger. Than, we would have had some real progress. Well, see, yeah. and what strengthens your argument is this. The, the reason why they could do what they did in Tulsa is because of legalities. For us to win, we, we, have, we have to win in courts. Like, you want to talk about what made Dr. Martin Luther King so successful? It was because he, found, he found a way to win in court and right. force the hand of the government. And right. then instead of you blindly turning the, the other eye, the turning the, the eye and not seeing what's going on, you're forced to, to deal with it. That, that's why they decided to, to do the interstate bus routes as a form of protest as, a, right. as a, opposed to just voting. Because yeah. if it's just voting, it was that's a state's issue. You know yeah. what? We, I mean, we ain't we ain't messed. They made it federal. However, yeah. because it's it's an interstate issue, 
Now yeah. the federal the government, government must act. Yes. So yeah. it's it's like that perfect storm. Like right. the sad thing is, we could do we could do a Tulsa anytime. It's yeah. it's in our DNA. We right. we are groomed for it. I, I don't even think we need a Tulsa right now, D. I think we need what you talk about, what Pastor talk about. I just want we need elected officials, and this to turn all around. Like like we win in court, we get up out there, and then we can get us a Tulsa maybe like twenty so, years from now. Yeah. So good. I'm I'm glad you segue to that. Um, we're gonna definitely talk about that next week. Um, and I had it up. Does the color of politician matter? <laughs> That's a quick dun, dun, dun. Um, but stay tuned next week. See <laughs> what you call. It. So um, so we talked about Black Wall Street. Um, and and real quick, hold on, going through some comments and when people put certain things up, I like to kind of check it. And Halcino. Yeah. Alcino has has well, let's go up and say what up to some folks that come into the room. Uh, let's see. So we can't they keep us from starting from square one. So we can't build in recently. I believe now we can. I believe yeah. now we have. I believe there are a lot of generation, at least second generation. Yeah. Um, he this is to a rebuttal to Dwayne's Atlanta. Uh, now he said not at all. PG County, Maryland. And I did some research and you are yeah. spot on there, Halcino. Because yeah. I was going through, like, they had the top 10 and three of the towns in that area are the wealthiest yeah. black. I, I feel like Atlanta, like, though. Y'all don't got no entertainment like us. So, right. <laughs> it's so now. I was building it. Uh, let's see, right? All of the slavery, all industries stem from slavery. There's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. see anyone that's been around uh, more than 50 years. Bull City, Durham. Yes, indeed. Jay Hamilton in the building. Great morning to you. Uh, facts, independence, uh, sanctuaries in the building. Uh, I think that's how they we also said we don't have them setting rules for us that they don't follow. Like you leave the house at eighteen. So don't gotta leave at eighteen, right? I mean, yeah. I, if it there needs to be a preparation, you have to be ready to be an adult. Like you know, I because I know we always say it. Oh, people have said it, kick the kid out at eighteen, but you know, are they ready to be in the world at eighteen? All yeah, right, no. uh, or oh, have you prepared them? Have you prepared yeah. them? We Maybe they need one more year. Yeah. And the military science and knowledge is such that preach Aaron. <laughs> they take us, uh, they, they gave us civil rights. Law they, is they the gave us. There was a concession. Um, don't forget third good marshal. Yes, indeed. Mm, yeah. Uh, we we ain't got no blue flame, we got no we got stadium though. <laughs> so not better than the stadium. Hey, hold on, bro. Don't make me don't make me rap. Hey, oh. I ain't even hey, from it, but I like Atlanta, look, man. Look, don't don't get yourself in trouble talking. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. They doing they doing a little something. They doing a little something. Oh like, all them government. So, jobs, so let me ask is. let me ask this before we go. And this is probably gonna lead us towards 10:30. But like, do you feel like, and i we probably spoke about this way back, but with corporations now, they, they're even touting the Black Lives Matter, right? You know, they they'll say, we stand with you guys. I've got emails. We stand in solidarity with you guys. Make sure you come. We got a sale tomorrow. So, you know, even Walmart, I remember Walmart had a whole speech. I was riding, walking, I was, think I was waiting at the pharmacy and they were, they talked for a good 10 minutes. I don't know who it was, CEO, marketing, VP or whatever, you know, on the loudspeaker thing saying how Black Lives Matter, we care about you guys. You know, you guys mean much. You know, it's like a whole speech. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So we always talk about, do they recognize the Black dollar? And I feel like, I feel like now they, they do see it. They're like, yeah. yo, hey, we with you guys. We love you. Black Lives Matter. You know, yeah. like, so I feel like it's become a mantra now because 
they see the dollars. They, and they probably have always known it, but I think something has happened. Something changed. Something shifted where they saw, like, if we don't stand on a side, if we don't pick a side, <laughs> we going to get lost. You but know, they, I saw a conversation with uh, Elton Brand huh. and Daryl Morey. Who's uh, Daryl Morey is the white <laughs> VP of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers. And they were in the stands the other night having a conversation, Elton Brand and Daryl Morey. Uh, and Daryl Morey had a, a face mask that read Black Lives Matter across the front. Right. To your point about corporations right. standing with Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they forced them to pick a side because they know we'll take our dollar away, but we're not going to give it to our own self. We'll right. take it from McDonald's and then right. give it to Burger King. So yeah. they just try to be the, you know, the good corporation. And, 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 and that's what it boils. Go ahead, Terry. I'll say that. That's my dude. <laughs> now I know for real you might do it. There you go. Oh, see, 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 look. Both of y'all. <laughs> Both of y'all can get a Tar Heel to the face. <laughs> Don't come in here with that Duke mess. <laughs> Before we get into I, that fight, I, I leave Dukies in the toilet. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Don't come in here with that mess. Say so you from North Carolina, Terry, talking about Duke. I know you y'all. I, look, you no. heard it. I can't. I know that ain't going here. over good at the family reunion. And <laughs> hey, that's every family reunion in North Carolina because the family split. The family. He said, I knew, he said I knew something about doing. See? Most hated the teams are the, are the Cowboys, Duke, and the Yankees, man. And, look, and those are my the Duke and the Cowboys are my brother's favorite team. That's why I like Carolina and the 49ers. I'm gonna send you every picture that I took in Cameron Indoor Stadium. My niece go to oh, show yeah. right now. My, my niece on? go to Shaw and Raleigh House. You know, where'd you go to school at? My my niece went to Shaw. He said he went to school in Raleigh. So nice. Oh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to uh, Shaw with a gear. Yeah, Shaw. See, see, we, back, we, we, we back good again. So we good. We, we good. <laughs> All right, my people, we are gonna get out of here. Oh. Yeah, now we just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> it was great combo though. It's great combo. I knew yeah, you know yeah. once once sports come in the mix, then we go. <laughs> HBCU, public, of course, of course they are. And this is why you get the membership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get the membership. We gonna get out here. Let's agree. I played it. Yeah, we can. We can disagree, but not walk in disagreement. We don't have to be disagreeable. Right. Right. Break that down, brother. Hey, see, I knew that was so special, Levi. She got a prophetic calling on her life, and she a tall hill. Terry, you do got some good friends. You got some good friends. Wait, my boy, as long as he don't say he a Florida State fan. No, no, no disrespect, Ashley. No disrespect, Ashley. That's for V. This is for V. Oh, V. Say it ain't so V. <laughs> what, what, what did we say? Hold up. When I'm, when I'm... He said no to Duke and to Cowboys. Uh uh-uh. uh. That ain't right. Really? <laughs> really? It's, it's probably. probably poor. Can't take See, this. Is, I'm, I'm telling you, man, how <laughs> cool is my dude for real? For real. Oh, you the FSU football fan? Yeah, you my dude, man. Hey, I don't know where you at. You in, where is he at, Virginia? Uh, nah, DMV. DMV. I love so much. I'm the like, the, the second best black place to live. Right. I'm going to lick it. I'm going to lick it right now. <laughs> Have seen a listen. 
As soon as I you mean the Florida State people, criminals? I'm coming to you, brother. <laughs> you mean the Florida State criminals? Yeah, I told you the DC. Hey, watch it. You watch Terry, it. Did Peter work? Did Peter work? Sell you some steaks? How long goes that? Get out of here. Did James? Did James work the DC? I got to get out of here. <laughs> tomorrow, same place, same channel. Freestyle cool. Friday. Freestyle Friday. Tomorrow, be square. The clownery right here is going to continue. It's I'm telling you, absolutely. <laughs>
Hey, so Mega Evers was, was 62. When was Ma Malcolm X killed? Kennedy was 63. I think yeah. Malcolm was like 66. Uh, Malcolm X, 1965. Okay. So Malcolm X was killed in 1965. Martin Luther King was killed in 1968. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. How long was Malcolm X popular? How long, how long was his yeah. word resonating in the streets versus how long Martin Luther King's words were resonating in the streets? When did, like, when did Markham's ministry begin and when did Malcolm's ministry begin and gauge the timeline for their level of influence? I get you. You know, and I, I feel like in, in essence, they kind of spoke to two different crowds, you know, to motivate them to, to get focused and do the work. Temporarily. Yeah. Remember, remember, Malcolm had two different narratives. Right. 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 One was by yeah. any means necessary, and yeah. the next one was, "Can we all get along?" In the yeah, you're right. He did shift it right after because he, he had a Damascus he had a, a Damascus Road type. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not all white people kind of thing. And and, and 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 that's at that point, that's when the nation of Islam, um, or the fruit of it. That, that that's when they realized that wait a minute this guy's bigger than us yeah so yeah. who killed him though it was nation right oh yep. that's it's that's i mean, I mean they, it probably was at the hand i mean they caught some of the people but i'm saying yep. who, 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 who and whose orders i believe i believe it came from the top yeah it, 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 it I, you know i didn't want to get over to the library honorable honorable elijah muhammad Okay. There, yeah. there, there's several Muslims. There's several devout Muslims in yeah. leadership positions today that still believe that if, if he was killed there, that's the only way it could have happened. Yep, because they yep. they know about security. Hundred percent. I believe you know. I believe maybe the FBI probably pushed it. You know, maybe with their, whoever they had on the inside to kind of push the narrative. Oh, they knew of it. Hundred percent from the well, from, from yeah, what I've you follow, read. You following the man? You you heard the plots? You from from, from what from what I've read. From the the analysis, from the actual transcripts, from reports from the FBI, um, when, when it came to when it came to Malcolm X, he couldn't be bought. He he right. he he had his integrity was virtually impenetrable. Right, and and, and I think that all that was his downfall because Elijah didn't hold, have the same integrity. As as Malcolm did, and, and yeah. maybe Elijah, and Elijah was Saul to Malcolm's. Oh, oh, that is right. That is like spot on. That yeah. is spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that. That's exactly what it was right. in, yeah. in all aspects. The respect right. for Saul was there. Right. The 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 fear of yeah. David was there. Like it's it's yeah. He definitely would. I feel like he would have took the nation. Like after, if Elijah, you know, if he would have lived and a lot once Elijah died, you I don't know, think I, he wanted I, I it, man. The nation would have followed, you know. Yeah. They, they, prob followed. they probably he would have had a great breaking away, but right. somebody would have still because, like they, like y'all said, they didn't like the new rhetoric. They didn't like this right. new inclusive. But he was already uh, excommunicated at that point, though. Yeah, he was already yeah. gone by. But, then. but yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying he would have pulled some more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, because after all, that was the reason. That was the reason they're gonna follow. But that was the reason. Yeah, yeah but the, the truth is, it was never about his narrative. It was always about his impact. Right, right. 
they didn't have a problem with what he said. They had a problem with the response that he got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we and need I good brothers. When you start on uh, about Farrakhan, I've been thinking that too. Like, yo, you you have such you have a nation like and they follow, you know, like they follow, like you know. So it's, it's and you know I, it's, a I, business, it's a business, man. They right. ain't trying to fight nobody. It's a business. I, you notice know, Louis Farrakhan always says, "You better not mess with me." Yeah, yeah. He doesn't say you better not mess with us because right. if he said mess with us, he wouldn't be talking about black people. He would only be talking about the nation. Right. And so America says. If all we have to do is leave the nation alone and we don't have any problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. And there's no disrespect to the ladies. But I don't see a lady being as influential as some of these men. Like, I don't see a lady having as much pull as a Malcolm. Can they do things? Can they do they have power skill? I'm, I, I, I have women been respected. I'm not saying there's no cases, no examples. And yes, they do. And I'm all for equal pay. But it's just like. I don't I just don't see anybody pulling men and women and child like that. I just I, I just would say it, it would be the exception and not the rule in most cases. There yeah. was a quick story. There was a brother. I can't remember his name. I'm trying to find his name now. Uh, A.D., I don't know if you remember this brother that joined our church a couple of years ago. Mm. Had a family and his wife was Muslim. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm connected to him online. Yes, I know you're talking about. I can't remember I can't the name. Right name. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the situation right now. <laughs> yeah. So he joined, he, him and his family joined our church. Right. And he said his struggle was that his wife was a Muslim. And right. he knew that they needed to have a relationship with Christ. <laughs> he, needed, he knew he needed the Holy Ghost. Right. And he was coming around. They would do their participating. Everything was going great. And then one day he said, hey, listen, uh, Pastor, um, uh, it makes me uncomfortable to say this. He said, but I'm going to uh, remove myself and my family. And I think I'm going to go because what happened is he got in some financial trouble. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I talk about all the time, you know, you got to get up and go to work and take care of your family. Right. But some people want to get a handout. They keep looking for the handout that's going to get them to the next level so they can go get a job. Mm-hmm. No, the job is your handout, right? right. Uh, and so he was, he wanted a quick fix. Uh, and so he got some help from the nation because they were recruiting him. So he left the church, took his family away, and started following the nation. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he did. Well, I'm not gonna put his business in the street. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know, I know. I mean, I follow him. Like I follow him, so I would. I yeah, so that's that's why they like. Kind of what I mean. So I said to him that uh, I don't have a problem with you deciding you want to go do something else. Right. 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 I have a problem with you deciding you're gonna follow your wife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. That's my issue. So he was gone for a few months and about, I don't know, six, seven months later, he calls me back and he says, hey, pastor, uh, I'm calling you because I want to repent. Wow. Uh, I said, you don't owe me a repentance. You don't owe me an apology. He goes, no, listen, listen, you tried to tell me 
He right. said, you weren't trying to direct me one way or the other. You were just saying to me that my motive was wrong. Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah, right. And, and he said, he said, man, I was in there. I was studying. I was doing it. He said, man, them folks is full of mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they clean said, brothers up. They get them good, but they they crazy. Yeah, that's that's what he was. He's like, man, they talk. He, he they talk real good. He said, man, but them folks, they 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 full. Of, and I'm saying to you, I'm not trying to talk about talk down about anything. No doubt. But the spirit of the man was unsettled. Yeah, yeah. See, once you know who Jesus is, right. it's hard. Nothing else will do. It's hard, right, to go anywhere else, right. And that's the thing that I and that's the and I have always felt that way about the nation. Always, always, always. Yeah. But yeah. I've never had, and I've had up close and personal relationships with people who are in the nation. Yeah, man, G, Guillermo, Burroughs, 10 years with the nation. Wow. 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to roll out on y'all. Okay. I'll be turning in, man. Yes, sir. Um, and, and you know, you know, I've been my friend for 11 yeah. years, right. you know? But we've had deep conversation, doctrinal theological conversation. Right. And he ran out of information. Wow. wow. Just that simple. He just ran out of information. It, it got to the point to where he began to repeat things. Right. Yes, right. he had to rewind. Right. And I'm saying I, I I don't know any of I'm saying the doctrine that I live by right. does not require rewind. Right. You can reflect. Right. But you don't it doesn't require rewind. And I said that to my, my younger brother many, many years ago. I said, your problem is that you don't continue your growth. And see, in the nation, there's a limit to the knowledge. Uh, what people don't understand is uh, Louis Farrakhan is a prolific speaker. Yes. He is a gifted orator. Very. You hear me? But. He ain't got no deeper. No. He's yeah. just reminding everybody of things that have been going on. He he all he do now is talk mess. That's, That's all he do. That's He's moving the crowd emotionally. Yeah. But his word ain't got no deeper than it was in 1990. Right. I thought it was me. <laughs> you mean 1980? Like, right. Is it or, or, or is it 1970? Pick a decade. It don't right. even matter. What I'm right. saying is. He's just gotten more. Uh, what's, what's, what's the word I can use? He's more brash, right? He is. He's he's grown in his in his confidence, yeah. uh, in his brashness, yeah. and, and now it's just, ooh, did he really say that? You know. But the theology of it all, yeah, it's already been the theology said. Theology, what right? It ain't new. Yeah. And, well, I, if there is, it's his theology. Yeah. Because it ain't the word of God. Yeah, he said. Remember, um, remember, forty years ago, Louis Farrakhan didn't talk about Jesus. Wow. Right. Ten years ago, he started talking about Jesus. Right. He um, I I was I had a final call. You know, I pick pick him up from now and then. The people, you know, they sell him on the street, and and he it's he said he's the he's going to be the last leader of the nation of Islam. He's the last one. He's it. He said when he died, check this out. <laughs> He died. I guess someone's gonna step in, and then he's coming back. Oh, he he gonna be resurrected. I, yeah, I guess. And this oh, this is his words. And the and the final call. You know, like it's not like some other book, some magazine, some website. This 
in his his uh, publication. Well, that's because they know good and well. There's nowhere to go from Louis Farrakhan at this point. Right. He's gotten so enamored with himself, right, that he did not effectively set up a successor. He doesn't have a Joshua. And 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 that's and that's the problem because yeah, Malcolm X cared more about the people right. than he did. And and that's where his impact was. Right. Malcolm X cared more about the people than, than he did the, the position. Right. Yeah. If my if, if Malcolm X would have had Louis Farrakhan's personality and his motivations, Malcolm X probably would have been one of the I don't it's I, I would have hate to see that Malcolm X. Right. Because with that the amount of influence that he had yeah. with the ambition that Farrakhan got. Right. That would have been an ugly yeah, but person. I, but I think, been I a think dangerous Malcolm person. Did, I think Malcolm X did have that kind of ambition. No, I'm, I think I'm just Malcolm saying, X was just getting started. You, you think but, it was I'm, what, I, I guess what right. I from from me looking at Louis Farrakhan, I see more selfish ambition than I did from Malcolm. That's what I mean. If that if that kind of changes it, like, but I think I'm not that, think- honestly, I, but I believe that Louis Farrakhan was an evolution of narcissism. He grew over time. Power can do that to you, right? right? Power and influence can do that to you, but it, what, because it, one thing it, that Louis Farrakhan has is discipline. He loves him like Donald Trump is is a very disciplined man. Y'all think that he spouts rhetoric and all no, that, but I'm gonna say something. Very much so. He's very disciplined. Very much so. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and so that's the same thing I say about Louis Farrakhan. You you can't get anything on him because he's so disciplined. He knew he knows what he's gonna do and what he's not gonna do. Right. Mm. Right. And, and he's made that very clear for years and years and years. And I think the same for, for Malcolm X. I think that happened with Malcolm X is Malcolm X believed Elijah Muhammad. Okay. Right. Because he was hurt. Yeah. You, you, can, you can see it. Yeah. I mean, his, his, everything about him, like, it, it, I think if it wasn't for those, those pregnancies and, and the young girls that, that uh, Elijah Muhammad got pregnant, I don't. I think if that doesn't occur, I don't know if Malcolm X would have been killed. Right, right. Because Elijah Muhammad lost his integrity. Right. With Malcolm, yeah. He believed that. He because I, I don't. I don't think. I, I think that was. I think it was more that than anything else. I think the reverence that lost. He, he he lost the reverence for him, and when he lost the reverence for him, it was like, wow. I, I'm I'm following you, and I've yeah. been following you with integrity. And wow, yeah. I, I you know it's funny. I, I don't know if Malcolm ever lost the reverence for Elijah Muhammad. Man, it's hard to even when you're yeah. pissed off. Yeah, I think he believed. You know, I, he always gave Elijah Muhammad an out. Yeah, you know. He was hurt. I thought was, I thought was, I mean, he loved that man to a fault, man. That's, that's, that's true. That's real. And that that probably was his biggest, and and, and everything. It's the same thing in every relationship. When you put somebody on a pedestal and and then the hammer drops. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it will devastate you. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. 
And, and the problem is not only does it devastate you, but it devastates all those coming behind you because, you know, they've, you know, the, there's an old saying in the church, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. But if Christ in your life messes up, mm-hmm. it ain't just impacted you. It impacts everybody that's following you because now you have no one to follow. Right. That's a, that's a problem. And that, I mean, how how often has that happened in the church? You want to know why preachers' kids always get jacked up in their mind? Because your witness makes them challenge the integrity of Christ. Ooh, that's I never thought of. I've everybody says PKs are the worst, but I never thought about <laughs> they see mom and daddy <laughs> in lights that none of us will never see. Right. Most of us would never see. Why? messed up because are living a life not even that they might not be living a, a bad life they're just human bro I was having a conversation with my 18 year old last night she was sitting on the foot of my bed and she said daddy I'm, I'm gonna need you to live forever you know she said I can't even she said I can't even bear the thought she's like I know that you're supposed I'm supposed to outlive you but I can't even I can't even bear the thought and I was like and she was like you know one day I'm going to be 50 and you're going to be in your 80s, dad. It's like, you're going to be old. I'm like, girl, I'm already old. She said, I don't care how old you get, dad. She said, I, 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 and I was, think, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how sweet is that, you know, for her to say that? Because this is how your children feel uh, about their parents, right? Um, when, you, when you're living something in front of them. Does that make sense? You there? Illusion? You still there? 